You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Uh, I think mine's running. <clears throat> and once again, we start out with Mike having the runs. And welcome, folks, to Geeky <laughs> Show Ever, Episode 201. Mike has a lot of digital runs, folks. We want to apologize in advance. <laughs> I will also apologize in advance. I needed something to drink tonight, and the only thing cold that was handy was a beer. So I'm drinking beer. Um, we'll see how that progresses. It does make me belch. I'll try to hit the mute button. If not, please forgive me in advance. And also tonight, because again, Mark thinks his life is so important. His university education is so important that he bailed on us. So we bring back with us the second angel who walks among us, the lovely, the vivacious, the multi-talented Elisa Paselli. Welcome back, Elisa. Hello, gentlemen and listeners. Today is Valentine's Day. We are all married, and we are giving up spending time with our spouses to be with you. Mine forced me down here. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's going Valentine. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, my, no, mine was uh, pretty good. We actually had our Valentine's celebration fairly early this morning because it was a little too cool to go outside. And that's a perfect segue into the world-famous weather report, the part of the show that Mark hates the most. No, we need music for that. We do. Duh, I'll sing. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Well, that's oh, thank God I got... Thank I, goodness my video isn't working. Uh, you can't see me cringe over here. So, <laughs> so, so Elisa and Mar uh, Mike and I have all been experiencing a slight cool down in the weather. Actually, I was say actually it's, it's, it, the weather has gone up right now since this morning. It's uh, one degree. Oh, it's, it's hot here. It's 23. We're at 26. Yeah, well, I think it, it's because you guys have the, the warm front that's going to approach us tomorrow. Probably it's supposed, so. to be, it's supposed to be about 50 on Tuesday. But, oh, yeah. but as, 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 if I can get it up there, we have a winter storm warning for mm -hmm. tonight and tomorrow. Yep, well, ours is tomorrow. See, we had ours yesterday because uh, we had a uh, doubleheader basketball game yesterday, and so they moved it up an hour earlier uh, so that they could get it started and get people out of there because we started at uh, noon and... Well, I was there by 11 o'clock, and I didn't get out of there until 20 after 8 last night. And so they were trying to hurry up people and get them out of there. Because it takes me about two and a half, three hours to clean up after those people. So um, they were hurrying up. They got out of there, and by the time I left, it was snowing. Uh, it wasn't terrible, but out here, we uh, we just don't get snow. It, it simply doesn't snow in South Dakota. It snows and it blows. And so we probably had six to eight inches here, but uh, by the time it gets done drifting, you know, we could have uh, a couple feet somewhere. So, are you trying to say you do lines with your blow out there? What are you saying, Mike? <laughs> hey, man, I ain't saying nothing. Be cool to Popo might be listening. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I seriously doubt that. Yeah, it. Uh, we're supposed to get two to four inches of snow, followed by sleet, and then a quarter inch ice. Ew. Yeah, Let's ice. I don't already too. begin. I don't like the ice. I can do with the snow and the sleet. I don't like ice. It makes the lights go blinkety-blink sometimes. Yeah, we might get one to three with some freezing rain, but we really haven't had any snow. We have a little bit right now, but 
to speak of. We had no snow compared to last year where we were bombarded. Yeah, well, then we had snow Friday night. We had like a half inch or something like that cover everything. And apparently it must have made the roads slick because when I went out yesterday to run an errand, the roads were not white from snow, but from all the chemicals they put down. <laughs> I mean, they put down so much salt that the roads were just white. Um, so apparently it made it slick, but I didn't go out till uh, it was a little before, or right around 12.30 yesterday. It was a bit cool when I went out, because I think the windshield was at minus 10 at that point. Wait a minute, it can be too cool for you? Yeah, I, I actually wore long pants all day yesterday. <gasps> the horror. Those yeah, are the inhumanity. I know. I know. <sighs> but fortunately today I switched back to shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> oh. It got above 10 degrees, so I can go back to shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> I feel better. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's something wrong with the world when I have to wear long pants all day. So, yeah, something terrible. So, so yeah, it's 23 here, and uh, let's let's see what it is for Mark. Because I think it's near 95 or something. <gasps> That's my awesome. language. Awesome. It is. Oh, no, it's, it's 82 and cloudy. It was up near 92 for them yesterday, so... I just keep looking at the weather for Aruba, and this whole week is going to be 88, 88, uh, 88, 88. Michael, okay. Aruba. Yep. I don't know the rest of the words, though. <laughs> beach Boys, yeah. Yeah, it's a Beach Boys. I know that. But that's, that's as far as it goes. <laughs> Sorry. I have limited music knowledge in some places. Other places it goes a little deeper. But we'll see. But speaking of Valentine's Day, and a very happy Valentine's Day to all the listeners and to the lovely Elisa, since she is here with us. Thank you. Uh, and the lovely Mike, who always sees a still picture of it anyway. <laughs> Mike had uh, Mike dug up some geeky Valentine's Day gifts. You want to talk about that, sir? Sure, yeah, because I was sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, I, I should contribute something to the podcast. I, I do once in a while, but I just don't like to be that guy that just shows up and does nothing. So I'm sitting here Googling, like, geek topics or whatever, and, and geeky Valentine's Day presents came up. And, you know, as I said, you were, we're recording this on Valentine's Day. So I thought, you know, this seemed appropriate. And there's about ten, uh, ten of them here that uh, uh, for the, the loved ones in your life, for a varying level of geekdom. And, you know, the first one here is they've got uh, don't just get your, your – uh, your loved one, a bouquet of flowers that'll rot and decay and, you know, uh, turn to dust and mess up the place. Get her a bouquet of, like, plushies. Uh, they've got some Star Wars plushies here. They got a, uh, Darth Vader surrounded by a bunch of, uh, stormtroopers and, uh, you can get, uh, different kinds, but just make it into a nice bouquet and give it to, you know, the, the geek girl in your life. I'm sure she would appreciate something like that. Um, yeah, not bad, actually. It's a pretty good idea. No, and for the geek girl that you really love in your life, they have Pride and Prejudice and Zombies lingerie. That's awful. That's horrible. <laughs> you, you haven't seen this stuff. I think it looks fairly good. I'm looking good. at it right now. <laughs> well, okay, you got to have the right figure for that. Okay, I, even when I was skinny, I couldn't wear that. <laughs> I wonder what I look like in it. <laughs> oh, Lord, I may have to pluck my eyes out. <sighs> No, oh that's just gosh. bad imagery. But, you know, like I say, if, if somebody can pull it off or is okay with it, hey, you know, there you go. There's a you know, little something for, uh, you know, to keep the, the heart of the home fires burning or something like that. Um, and then the third one here, and I had to look this up. Well, I'm trying to play Skyrim. Uh, I, I keep trying to get into it. I haven't gotten into it this far. But there is the, uh, uh, what's the name of it, the uh, Amulet of Mara. 
Uh, so apparently in the game, if you get this, you can give it to any non-playable character and express your love to him or whatever, marry him or something like that. But, you know, it is kind of a neat-looking design there. I mean, I do have this thing for the uh, kind of the Celtic uh, design. This, I don't know if that's a Celtic cross, but, I mean, it's got the kind of the swirls and, and that kind of stuff. And it looks kind of neat. I mean, uh, I wear jewelry. I have a – well, I, I got my video turned on. I got a little necklace here, and I wear some uh, rings and stuff. I wouldn't mind wearing that. I mean, it's big and it's bold, and, you know, I would I would go for something like that. But It's very manly. Yes, it is. Um, then you always get them, like, a geeky card or something like that, uh, um, you know, with different sayings on there that a geek would appreciate, like, your perfume smells like your daddy's got money. Uh, you know, that one's pretty good. <laughs> Um, I think your pants look hot. Uh, you know, uh, they got some different ones there. Uh, I don't get this one. Now I'm thinking about that old song. If I, if you said you had, if I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? Oh yeah, that's that's probably cliched by now. Yeah, yeah. They've got one here. I don't quite get. It says Ben Franklin with the key and the kite. What does it say? You'll see it, right? Yeah, I okay. That that's over my head. So apparently, I haven't achieved nirvana of geekdom here. I still have a ways well, to go yet. The, the my dearest, I don't get that one either. My dearest with a comma after dearest. Well, unless that's for the grammar nerds out there. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get that one either. Uh, We're gonna have to subtract geek points from Mark for this. That's <laughs> that's a, a given. Well, and then, you know, the appropriate one, and it's not on the list here, but I, the English teacher posted it in uh, her room, and it seems appropriate for Valentine's Day when love is around. She put on there, practice safe text, always use a comma and never miss a period. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, one I thought was... Yeah, yeah, that yeah that's good for the, uh, the, you know, I said the grammar nerds out there. I and think I'd look good in the laundry, but anyway... Uh, no, you wouldn't, Kevin. Please, no. For the love of humanity, please don't. Um, yeah, then number five here, and I have, I have yet, well, I don't go to see movies in the theater just because it's like 30 miles away. It's like an excursion for me to get there. But uh, the movie playing in the theaters now, just released uh, the 12th, is Deadpool. And apparently it's, uh, what's the description here? Uh, see, if you want to give someone, uh, your special someone that gift that won't take up precious space, give them a special experience instead, instead take them to the Deadpool movie. Uh, there'll be no shortage of juvenile humor, but there's also a lot of romantic red in this film. As your anti-hero fights for love, breaks the fourth wall, and makes you smile. Nothing says I love you like leaving a trail of bodies in your wake. <laughs> well, I thought Elisa would like that because, uh, this Valentine's Day witnessed the Fifty Shades of Slay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see that one. Uh, yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, and like I said, I, I should go. I, I like my uh, superhero movies. I just wait for them to come out on video. So it may be a while before I see that one. I never heard. Is that a character? I never heard of it. Yeah, it's in the uh, Marvel Universe. It's one of the lesser known ones, and I really hadn't heard about it until I was. Uh, I listened to. Um, uh, cord killers with Brian Brushwood and, um, um, oh darn, not my, the guy that left the Twit Network. 
And you picture his face, I just, my mind went blank. Anyway. There's so many of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, there's a long list. Um, anyway, th- uh, they were talking about it on their side. I kind of came uh, familiar with it, and I kind of looked it up a little bit. I mean, I, I wasn't, I didn't get those comic books. I think it was probably after my comic book buying uh uh, age has passed because I think I want to say it was probably like 80s maybe even 90s when that one came out so um, Tom Merritt there we go I knew oh, okay. I eventually remember his name yeah yeah uh, but you know they've been talking about it on there and uh, so it's gonna I think that Marvel's creating this giant you know comic book universe with all these different characters I think they're gonna try and bring them together um, in some sort of big movie production so I don't know we'll see how that one goes but yeah I wasn't exactly familiar with that one um, I actually have a Deadpool uh, pop vinyl, but I mean, I vaguely knew who it was before that, but only vaguely. Yeah, I'm not, and I want to say that I should. Well, I should I should have looked it up. But I want to say they compared him to like you know Strength of Superman or something like that. So uh, he's supposed to be a powerful character, I guess, but I don't know and much. About really raunchy, I understand too, because he's totally naked. Oh, dear. Which, real... which, for some, which for some people will be a plus. Well, this is true. It depends upon how you feel about Ryan Reynolds. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, you know, if that floats your boat. Yeah. There you go. go for it. There you go. Um, and then uh, well, what are we up to, number six? Yeah, number six on the list. For your uh, geeky loved one that likes to play Portal, or Portal 2, you have the uh, um, weighted? Weighted, yeah, weighted Companion Cube Plush. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a Portal player, so I don't know. I, I mean, I know of oh, Portal. I, well, I, I play Portal. I like that one. It's one of those things that, uh, well, it, it's got a special kind of humor to it. Um, you have uh, GLaDOS, which is a sadistic uh, computer that keeps trying to kill you all the time uh, and makes smart, smart-ass remarks and uh, and things like that. And so, you know, one of the challenges is you have to uh, dispose of your companion cube, you know, as fast as you can, and then it'll sit there and mock you about how quickly you were able to get rid of your loved ones so, you know, so fast or whatever. And so it, there's a lot of taunting and stuff going on. I, I like it. It's a, a, a puzzle-type uh, game where you have to sh- I, I like the idea of the portals where you can shoot two different uh, guns and be able to go from one place to the other just by walking through the, the portals like that. So I thought that was a pretty good uh, – I, I like that idea. I do that by walking through walls. Uh, yeah, it's called a door for most of us. But it would be nice so you can walk <laughs> from, like, you know, one house into another or another building into another. So something like that would be kind of cool. Uh, wouldn't you like that, Mike, if I just walked in and tapped you on the shoulder come in the door behind you there? Uh, I might backhand you. I, I startle somewhat easily sometimes. Oh, do you? Well, then I'll just leap in the door and go, ah! Damn, I sold all my weapons. Anyway, <laughs> I moved to town. I didn't see much reason to have rifles and shotguns, but I don't know. In your case, I may buy some. <laughs> the love is felt mutually. Uh, right. Okay, number seven, we have the love equation keychain. Uh, so you have things like love, uh, you plus me equals love. And Okay, now, the one below, I don't get it because I'm not in the math. I don't quite understand that. It's... I think it's 120 weight is the square root of E980. Okay. That still means nothing to me. I know what the square root is, but I don't know what E stands for. Right. Yeah, I'm sure there's math nerds out there probably screaming at their iPhones or iPods right now, calling us a bunch of, you know, 
um, meant a math challenge. Uh, My husband would know. He has his uh, bachelor's degree in math. He would know. Okay, there you go. Well, then maybe you'll have to show this to him tonight, and then, you know, well, don't report back how it turns out. We'll just let you that be our little <laughs> you got your little secret. So Yeah, I'm an engineer and I don't need, I mean I know the equation, I just don't know what the hell it means. <laughs> so. I will te- oh, he's downstairs, I'll text him. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. We may have an answer before this one is done. Um while you're doing that one, uh number eight, you have the uh Han Solo and Princess Leia bracelet, you know. Um Probably the two, uh, the biggest love story in all of geekdom is, you know, their, their love story. So, um, and the words, uh, I love you and I know on there. So, um, you know, uh, the, those five words have become totally iconic over the years, which makes them the perfect statement to give to your, uh, scruffy looking nerf, nerf herder. Okay. I had to, took me a while to say that one. Um, <laughs> And then uh, number nine here, right? There's something right up Kevin's alley. A monthly subscription to a, a geek box of some sort. Because you, are you still getting any of those, or as the charm more off of them? Uh, no, I still get um, uh, one up box uh, because the other ones got too freaking expensive. The uh, nerd block and geek block were the ones I really liked, but the shipping was more than the cost of the box because it ships out of Canada, so I quit getting those. Oh my, yeah. Uh, we're not too far from the border, but it probably still costs us a fair amount uh, uh, to get one of those. Yeah, and that one looks like uh, that looks that looks like that might have come from Nerd Block. It's hard to, but no, I get uh, One Up Box, which is still fun. What kind of stuff do you get in there? You always get a T-shirt. You get I've got all these different pop vinyls that I've gotten over the over time, and you know, geeky plush toys occasionally. Um, there was a portal necklace that came through. Hmm. There were dog tags from I'm trying to remember what game. I think it was Call of Duty. Um, all kinds of different. The T-shirts mostly go to my son because I got him in. Because I got him in the lar- he ha- he wears the largest of all three kids T-shirts. So I got I got the T-shirt to fit him, and he's gotten all kinds of T-shirts. 18 bucks a month, we have a lot of fun. It's like a little Christmas every, you know, one evening a month. We all we sit down and open it, and everybody gets to claim what they want. And then um, he gets a T-shirt. It's a lot of fun. We enjoy it, so. Hmm. Yeah, and then number 10 for all your, uh, you know, number 10, finishing out our Valentine's Day list of nerdy stuff. Going into my, trying to do a radio voice there. Probably failed horribly. Anyway, you have your, uh, for your, your science uh, or chemistry geeks out there, you have your peri- periodic uh, table mugs. Uh, so the one that they show here is LU, which is lutinium? Yeah. And then uh, uh, vanadium, And then uranium. Okay, there you go. Uh, yeah, there's a reason why I don't do chemistry. So I'll never be breaking bad. But anyway. Um, so, yeah, you got love you. So, you know, they, they got all that kind of stuff out there. and uh, Or you plus me, it's elemental. Uh, so there's all kinds of really interesting uh, things you can get out there that, you know, it shows your nerdness and, you know, love. and um, Or you could probably go out and watch uh, Revenge of the Nerds. That wouldn't be a bad Valentine's Day movie, I don't think. So. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, I like it, too. It, okay. I, I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Mike. Uh, the no. Square Root. I looked it up. I did a calculation on Safari. Uh-huh. Okay. 
Okay, let's see. 11.3137084989847. Okay. Okay. Sure. I just hear with a blank look on my face. I still don't, <laughs> I mean, the, I still the, don't know what it means. The equation is 128 times the square root of E980. Whatever that means. Yeah. That's what the, the that's what the that's an actual math problem. So. Right. I, 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 I was trying to see if it was like, um, oh, what do they call it? Um, um, not geek speak, but where they take the languages or the numbers to make words out of it. Oh wait a minute though. Look at the uh, v, the square root symbol in E. That looks like the end of love. Love. Yeah. It's it's a I love. But what's 980? I don't think that's you, is it? Okay, let's look at that again. 980. I. I. 28. This is exciting radio here, folks. <laughs> We're looking at a picture describing it to you. I'm totally lost on that one. Yeah, I have no idea. We'll make sure that I'll make sure I put this link in the show notes, and we'll we'll wait and see if we can get anybody to figure that out. That's smarter than the three of us. Well, here's something: one twenty-eight square root e nine eighty. Uh, let's see here. Secret of ways to say I love you. Okay. Let's see here. What does this say? It's a new one on me. Uh, yeah, I Google it here. Um, oh. No, I don't want to know what's best for Yahoo and Chrome. Those are the <laughs> uh, Let's see. I keep seeing these on Facebook. Oh, it says, I love you if you cover the top half. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, if you cover the top half of the letters. Okay. If you cover the nine, eight, cop, cover... Oh, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay, there we go. I figure it had to be something, and now it, ah, it's bugging me. Uh, leet, leet speak. There we go. That's what there I was you trying go. to Well, it's beyond leet speak. <laughs> yeah, put your hand over half the top of it. Yep, there you go. Okay. That was a lot of work. <laughs> My brain hurts. Time for another drink. There you go. And probably the, uh, and while you're drinking, probably to, uh, move on to a different subject here, because I think we probably, we've exhausted the top ten people, so there you go. Mike's top ten. He's much like, uh. Uh, Johnny Carson and uh, David Letterman in that sense, right? Or maybe Casey Kasem. There you go, Casey Kasem. I remember Casey Kasem. Blast from the past. Yes. I was very disappointed. I wrote into him one time, and he never read my letter. I listen to it every Sunday. Every Sunday, every Sunday at a local radio station here, they do the top one hundred, the top forty for today's date in a, in the year, like in the seventies. Oh, here's a bit of trivia, since I know we all like trivia. Yep. From 19, starting in 1988 through the year 2012, every year had two of one digit in the year. And it's the longest stretch, and I forget how long they said that that's happened. Because in 1988, you had two eights in the year. In 1990, you had two nines. And all the way through the 90s, you had two nines. Then you get in 2000, you have two zeros. Two zeros. And 2010, you had two zeros. 2011, you had two ones. And 2012, you had two twos. So starting in 2013, it stopped. And it won't happen for that long of a stretch. For I forget how long into the future you have to go. 
to get it to happen for that long of a stretch again. Did they did it start on like eight eight of eighty eight? No, no, they were just talking about the years. About the, oh, just the years. Okay, just, just the years. Because I was gonna say, if it was like, if you go take it that far, eighty-eight of eighty-eight, that's my oldest son's birthday. Yeah, I remember you saying that before. Yeah, him and um, Princess Beatrice, uh, Fergie's first daughter. Oh, they were born like hours apart. Well, the weird trivia like this, in case anybody's interested, some of the stuff I pick up, uh, it's called most. It follows the Twitter account uh, Most Wow Facts on Twitter, and it has a lot of this kind of stuff in it. Um, some other stuff that's a little off-color, but then it has this stuff, too. Um, and that's where I picked this one up from. And I just find that kind of crap really interesting. I mean, I like... Yeah, that is kind of cool. I like weird trivia. And then when it gets into numbers and, and computer history and, and stuff like that, then it, it goes down another whole sideline where my brain just goes off the deep end. And speaking of trivia, I have, from the last time Elisa was on... Showtime, that's only two episodes ago. Uh, <laughs> it's been, what, three, three weeks, I think, or something like that, yeah. Three or three and a half weeks since Elisa was on. Uh, Elisa was talking about, we were talking about your Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. And you remember you were saying you couldn't figure out why they called them complications mm-hmm. on your watch. Right. Well, listener Jim explained to me why they call them complications. It right. actually goes back to mechanical watches. And the thing was, anytime you put something on a mechanical watch, like the date or the day of the week or something like that, you had to introduce new gears and new springs. You made the watch more complicated. So the watchmakers called those things complications. They were the additional things on the watch besides the regular time. Hmm. So the, I'm, I'm sure that's where Apple picked it up from. So all the crap that you have on your Apple Watch, other than the time, are what they call complications. So I just thought that was really cool. Jim wrote me a nice note about that. Yeah. So you've just got the time on there right now. Well, right, yeah, because I was charging it. Because, uh, yeah, you can see there's the active, oops. Let's see, I think that's the, the, um, the battery, the activity, the date, and the weather. Which right now says two degrees. So you have complications. Mm-hmm. I have four of them. Well, thank you, listener Jim. Yeah. You see, I only have one complication, and that would be trying to justify why I would spend $300 on an Apple Watch. But no. Well, you know, it's funny, uh, and that brings up something else I had stuck in the show notes. Uh, somebody that I know through Twitter, and I don't know whether he listens to the show or not, Darren Griffin, um, he, he's big into 3D printing. And he and I were having a conversation over Twitter. It's been, I don't know, a week or two ago. And we were talking about he had printed three in 3D something that looked like the original Mac from 1984. But what it actually was was a charging stand for your watch when it's on the nightstand. And what, what do they call that mode when you lay your watch on the side? Is that called nightstand mode or something? Yeah, I think like? it's called night mode or nightstand night mode. mode or something. But the thing to hold it, he had 3D printed one so that the screen of your watch was the screen of like a Mac Classic, and it you know the it laid inside of this and it looked really cool. Hmm. I'll have to see if I can find the picture of that and put in the show notes as well. But uh, kudos, Darren Griffin. If people, if you're not following him, it's at Darren Griffin. Uh, he does a lot of cool stuff like that. He's real. He's real Mac geeky, 
and uh, he's actually much like our friend Jody Spangler, uh, who is uh, he's a Mac repair person, uh, does a lot of work. He actually tweeted out a picture one time. He had taken two of the uh, previous generation Mac Pros, the big silver boxes, and I think they had gone bad or something. Well, he fixed them up. Then he got a piece of glass, and he put some of those little tabs on the glass and turned that into an end table. So he's got these two Mac Pros sitting there as a support for the glass, and that's an end table in his family room or someplace. Oh, very cool. Very, he, he's very good at that sort of thing. So, folks, uh, if you get a chance, go follow him because you'll, you'll get some interesting things like that. Darren's really cool about doing things like that. So. Well, that makes me think I should find a use. I've got uh, an old G4 tower around here. I always liked those. Um, find a use for them. I had thought about gutting it, uh, putting a um, smaller motherboard in there, and making it into a Hackintosh. But um, I don't know. I'm not that good. That'd be a project. The hardware would be a project for my son to do because he's the the hardware guy. Um, he might actually get a – he likes to challenge once in a while. He might like that. But just get a good motherboard and put it in there and try to rewire it and keep the old Mac case and just put a Hackintosh in there. That would actually be pretty cool. The hard part well, – you'd have to change out the power supply probably because I remember right they did not use standard, you know, like ATX type of uh, power connectors that you see now. Well, and I'm pretty sure that the power supply would be inefficient to run any modern computer. Very possible. Very possible. You're very much, yeah. I, I doubt it would be sufficient wattage to do that. I think you looked at it once, and I think without doing some serious hacking, I don't know that we could fit a modern power supply in there without, like, maybe butchering the inside of the box or something. Well, if you looked at, um, like, the mini ATX power supplies, I bet you could. Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe that'll be my next project. Maybe I will, you know, instead of going out and buying a Mac, maybe I'll build myself a uh, a Hackintosh. I had I have considered the Hackintosh slash gaming computer, so I can dual boot them. Yeah, it was funny. My son and I were talking the other day. He wants to build a, a computer, and I think one of the girls does too. So I may end up buying a couple kits and, uh, you know, take a Saturday and we'll build computers together. So I haven't done that for eons. I mean, I still know how to do it, but I got to a point that I got tired of busting my knuckles inside of a a computer, scraping them on the backs of boards and everything else. So, yeah, it would definitely be it would be a blast from the past because they're fascinated by the fact, Dad, you know how to do that? I said, Yes, I do. And my <laughs> wife would go, Oh God, yes, he does. <laughs> I'm glad to hear though that your daughter is interested in it too. Oh, yeah, she's always been, uh, my oldest one is actually interested in learning a lot of command line stuff. She really wants to get into the terminal side of things. Good for her. She likes it when I sit there and jump into the terminal. She goes, I want to learn that. I said, well, you have to sit down. Oh, I don't want to take that much time right now. Can't you just, it just takes time. I said, I grew up, I grew up in the age of the command prompt. There was not a, oh. GUI, a GUI interface in that time, at that time, so... I said, that's how I know it. I had to tell her. I said, that's how I learned it, because there wasn't any other way to do it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just having flashbacks of MS-DOS and, oh, Lord. And I was happy when, what was that first one I got? I've forgotten the name of it now. Was it Jim? Uh, there was something that came out that it was they were working towards having a you know a GUI interface, some sort of point and click. And I don't even know if it was, you know, point and click. I think it was more 
uh, probably text, but at least it wasn't a command line. It was something so that you wouldn't have to sit there and type in commands all the time. Yeah, I, I had uh, I had that one for a while. I had a couple others that I played around with too. It's been so long ago I forgot. Uh, yeah, I I fooled with OS2 Warp. Um, I fooled with. Uh, I go back to Windows 386 is where I had the first version of Windows. I had. I had a copy of Windows 286. I never loaded it. Um, Was. Well, is that Windows 3.1 or no Windows? There was a Windows 286 and a Windows 386, depending on the CPU you had. And then they came out with Windows 3.0 and then 3.1. Okay, because I remember 3.1. I don't remember anything before that. Yeah, no, it was there was Windows 3.0 and there was Windows 286 and 386. Again, depending on the CPU you had, so they had to jigger it together mm. there to make it work. So. That was a pain. It was a pain in the butt, but it worked. So yeah, that was uh, that was where I go back to there with uh, GUI interfaces. But yeah, they uh, they they're definitely interested in. It. Yes, my daughter is interested in it, Lisa. So good. I'm happy to teach them. Of course, I also used command line interfaces on mainframes. So when I worked on mainframe computers, so there's that too. But uh, it was very funny. I think I've told this on the show before. We had one uh, mini mainframe called by a company called Data General, which these were guys that broke off of uh, HP, if I remember right, and started their own company. And we had a mini mainframe that we used. And apparently the guys that wrote the operating system had a sense of humor. And if you logged in before 6 a.m. in the morning, if you go to log in, the prompt would return back and go, why the hell are you up so early? <laughs> And if you were working past about it was about ten thirty or eleven o'clock, I can't remember, and say, "Really, log off, go to bed." And <laughs> it would just interject these little things, and like there was a DIR command that you used that did something completely different than it did in DOS inside of um, AOSVS. And if you accidentally typed DIE, which is very easy to type instead of DIR, the OS would respond and say, "You don't want to really do that, do you?" So. <laughs> These guys obviously had a sense of humor. Um, Data General is no longer a computer company. They're, they're out of the business. They've been gone for a while, but it was always a lot of fun. So, But anyway, um, I'll, I'll get us off that rat hole. I want to come back to my favorite new piece of Apple tech. Can anybody guess what that is? Uh, my Apple TV. Oh, yeah, there you go, that thing. Well, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Well, as soon as they get Amazon on there, yeah, no, Kevin, yeah, I know I'm number one. Uh, same like I told you the other day with the snow thing. Um, I, you know, right now, until it does the things, the, the stuff that I want, Amazon and Play On and uh, I don't know what else that I want that's not on there. But uh, as soon as, if they get that on there, they might consider it. But I'm just not that invested in the Apple universe. So it, it looks like a fine piece of hardware for anybody that does, goes down that road. That's fine. I just, it's, I've got lots of, you know, I got some Roku's, I got a Google TV and a Fire TV stick. So um, I'm not afraid to buy those things. But uh, right now, eh, just not tweaking my thing, but uh, how is it working for you? <laughs> Let's hope you're not right now. Tweaking your no. thing? Yeah, Can there you we go. say that? I don't know. I just did. I, I might have to bleep that one out. 
Yeah, I don't know if the SEC is going to come. No, they don't do that, regulate this stuff. So, no, we're safe. We may have a show title. Mike's tweaking his thing. <laughs> oh, Lord. I got the electric runs and tweaking my thing. People are going to think I'm some sort of misfit or deviant or something. You are on the island of misfit electronics. Um, but anyway. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, that's my that describes my office down here. But anyway, um, you made me completely forget it for a second. No, uh, what Apple I, TV. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I know, I know. Okay, what I bought was, uh, and I'm sure all the people that have Apple TV, I bought the Steel Series Bluetooth game controller for the Apple to use with my mm-hmm. Apple TV. And you talk about an amazing little device. It's kind of like an Xbox controller. Um, and again, it pairs Bluetooth with the Apple TV. It makes playing the games really freaking awesome. I had tons of recommendations uh, from people about this. So I finally ponied up, I think it was $49. It was actually cheapest directly through Apple. Amazon, it cost more. Best Buy wanted more for it. Everybody wanted more than Apple did themselves. Apple was about either 8 or $12 cheaper. So I ordered it directly from Apple. And the thing got here in like a day and a half. I mean, I ordered it like on a Sunday and it was here. Or I ordered it on a Tuesday night. I mean, not Sunday. Tuesday night and it was here Thursday morning. I was like, wow. That was really quick. Um, but it's really nice. And it makes playing games because I've been playing Asphalt 8. And I said Asphalt. A-S-P-H-A-L-T, Mike. 8. Oh, oh, oh okay. Just making it. it clear for you there. Uh, which there is go. a cool racing game. Uh, and I've been having a lot of fun playing it. Uh, and yeah, I've I've got a, a bunch of different driving games, that, which are some of the th- games I like the best, and a couple flying games. And it's so cool just to lay back in my recliner and have that 48 inch screen sitting there and just play games. You know, no no hassle. Games that were either free or like two dollars, or I think the most I've paid for a game was four dollars through the App Store. Oh my God, unfreaking blue! It is. For my ADHD gaming brain, it's perfect. You know, I pick the game up, I can play for 20 minutes, put it down, and I'm not out anything. You know, other than cash out of pocket for what I spent on the controller and the Apple TV. But for the casual gamer, I think it's an amazing experience. I think it's much like you've got with your uh, NVIDIA game. Uh, what's your NVIDIA thing? I can't think of the name of it off the top the, of my head. The Shield tablet. Yes, thank you. So I think it's much like that. It's just really cool. So I, I can highly recommend this. If uh, if I'm not, now I know Elisa's an Amazon uh, Amazon uh, person as well as you are, and uh, so, but it will work if you can hook a Bluetooth controller to anything. It'll work with anything. It's not just limited to the Apple TV. Excuse me. I don't play games though. I have two Roku boxes. I have one up here. Where I'm recording, I've got one in the bedroom, and I've got three fire sticks downstairs. So yeah, so you're. I thought you did play games though. I'm saying, I had the only games I play on the are on the iPad. I play like Letterpress. Well, now, uh, you know, what? puzzle games. Oh, okay. Well, it'll work with your iPad too. I mean, you can pair it Bluetooth. People use it with the iPad and stuff like that. But but it's not the kind of games I, that I would need a yeah. controller for. It's just a puzzle game. Like it's like Scrabble. Letterpress is like Scrabble. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I, just, I still love when we play Scrabble. My wife and I are both college-educated cat, dog. <laughs> well, that's my son. We play Apple Dabble, yeah. which I, I still love that game. It's like a it's like a higher 
It's a better words with friends. My son is a teacher with a master's degree. And those are the words he comes up with. Like you said, cat, dog, eight points. I'm like, really? Do you put any thought into this? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I eventually get into the groove, and I do do pretty good with uh, Scrabble. And then my family gets mad at me because I'll see the when I look at the board, I'll see the way to lay word, lay the letters down, and I'll get like three words by the way I put the letters together, and then they get really pissed off because I fill in holes and stuff like that, you know, and they just like, how do you do that? I said, I don't know, I just do, and they get really mad at me about it to the point I don't think they like to play Scrabble with me anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess. I was looking at pictures of this controller here. It, it doesn't look like it's very big. It looks, like it's, it looks like it'll fit in the palm of your hand if I got the right one here. Uh, it's the Steel Series. I forgot the model number. I'll have to look it up. It's no. There is one that's really small that'll fit in the palm of your hand that I wouldn't even begin to try. Or well, then you got the Steel Series Free Mobile Wireless no. Gaming Controller. That's what uh, okay. Let's see here. Let's go back. Uh, as we type along here, and the listeners are listening to us, are <laughs> banging on the keyboards. It's, it's uh, the Nimbus Steel Nimbus? Series Nimbus. Yep, because there's a Stratus here. Apparently, yes. they like being in the clouds or something. Yeah, they're 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 very much in the stratosphere when it comes to it. So this is the Steel Series Nimbus wireless controller. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I like a good controller, because I like that one that came with my NVIDIA Shield. That's got a good solid feel to it. Um, and then I bought that Steam controller. I do it because uh, you can customize it, and you got a lot of control over it. Uh, and there's the Steam community has a lot of people create profiles for all the, the different games. So um, I've been trying to get into... Skyrim, like I said before, and there's different things you have to do and check on there. Somebody's created, there's two different profiles. I haven't decided which one, if either one, I necessarily like, um, but I don't know how else to do it. I mean, there's probably ways I could tweak it. I just don't know if I want to get that involved with it, but uh, that's a good controller for anybody that has, uh, you know, Steam games, and I think you can use it. Uh, I'm using it in Minecraft right now. Basically, what I'm doing is uh, I have the Steam uh software running in the background, I'm just not playing a game, so then the controller works, and so I'm just using it like a joystick and a, uh, a mouse and your, you know, your, your letter, your keypad on there, so it, it works pretty well for playing Minecraft, and then that way I can sit down and one controller to do everything, so. Okay, yeah, I got it here. I had, I, had it, I had it on mute there. Sorry about that. Oh. <laughs> Sitting there didn't. Um, yeah, it's, like I said, it, it, it fits in your hand. It, it feels much like the Xbox controller does to me uh, when I've played around with an Xbox One, uh, when I've been in the game stores or, you know, Best Buy or someplace. So I, I really like it. Um, and the playing the games is pretty good. The one problem I have is... Uh, my son looked at me one time when I was playing one of the driving games. I forget which one it was. And I was doing the thing that I was leaning as I'm driving. And I'm, he's going, Dad, doesn't do any good to lean. I said, I know. And I just kept leaning. <laughs> he said, why are you doing it? I said, you do the same thing. I just quit saying anything about it when you do it. You can't. You don't even know. you. We used to do that playing pinball. Yeah. You, You'd move your body to get the ball to go where you wanted it to go. Like that, like that was going to do something. Yeah. I, 
Well, and I haven't, I don't do racing games, but uh, the that Steam controller has a gyroscope built in, so you could probably actually have it set up if you want, so as you lean, you could you could use that for cornering or turning or something, uh, because when I play um, Borderlands, you, I've got it set up so you can sit there and with your, the uh, flat D-pad on the uh, right-hand side, you can use it as a mouse, but then you can sit there and kind of tilt your controller to fine-tune it if you want. I don't know if I always like that. Sometimes I have it on, sometimes I have it off. But, I mean, that, so that is a thing. That So you could sit there, if you really want to get into your game, you could have that thing set up so you could sit there and, uh, you know, be able to back and forth and tilt it and whatever to... Uh, to play your game with, I, um, but like I say there's lots of customizations for that one. And but you know you gotta it's for Steam. It's not won't work for anything else. But I, I do like that one. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it does. I guess the game would have to be written partially to take advantage of. It. I mean, it does. If you're using just the uh, remote that came with the Apple TV, it does sense the tilts and the moves. It has a gyroscope or something in it, so it's it senses that when you're playing with it. But it was very difficult to drive holding that little thing in between my big hands. You know, I'm sitting there going like this. I thought I was going to give myself a hernia or something trying to to turn <laughs> that little thing. It was like trying to drive an 18-wheeler with the steering wheel off a matchbox car. I was like, shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's uh, but it's pretty cool. I, like I said, I, every day I love my Apple TV more and more. Except yesterday I was a little ticked at it. I was using my iPad to AirPlay. Because uh, I mentioned a month or so ago that I've gotten into using Downcast for video podcasts. And a lot of times what I do then is I just airplay them from the iPad over to the TV. Not that I couldn't watch them, you know, stream them straight to the TV, but I do that if I'm out there. And yesterday, for some reason, it kept dropping. It would just, it would like, it'd be playing, playing, pause, and then switch back to the iPad. And what the hell's going on? So AirPlay was being more persnickety for uh, for some reason yesterday, and I'm not sure really why. But uh, other than that, the Apple TV experience has been just totally awesome. And I think I may have to get a 64 gig, which means I'll bring the 32 gig one upstairs down here into the family room, and I'll put the 64 upstairs. It's just too cool. I'm sorry. I, I bought the Kool-Aid on this one, folks. I drank the Kool-Aid cyanide and all, so... I don't know what else to say. Anyway, I was there's another thing that I had put in the show notes that made me think of both, especially Elisa, but it did make me think of you as well, Mike, since you're the I'm the flash. Oh, that's right, I forgot to mention oh, being the flash drive person that I am, and I didn't even take them out of the bag just just so I could do it right here on the show. I the unveiling. I, He's. I, I'm He's flashing. flashing us out on Valentine's Day. That's awesome. Thank you, dude. There were oh, two of them, 128 sure. gig, 19 or $20 a piece. I couldn't resist. I had to buy them. They called my name. When I saw the ad yesterday, and said, Kevin, get your ass over here and buy me. So, I heard it. Yeah, you heard it, too. Yeah, I heard it, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for them to put a sale on the micro SD cards. Because yeah, I, I can put that in my Fire tablet. And also, I've got a Creative Blaster, um, I think it's what it's called, a Creative Blaster Bluetooth speaker. So I always bring a Bluetooth speaker outside in the summertime when I'm out by the pool. You can, it's got a slot on it for an SD card, so I can put music on it and just bring the speaker outside. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
so I want to get 128 gig. I could put podcasts on it and just bring it outside. Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody, because if I'm going to have music outside, I'm going to be singing, and I'm sure my neighbors would have me removed from the neighborhood if that started to happen. <laughs> oh yeah, that might not end well, but. Uh, and you know, you mentioned the Bluetooth speaker. I was toying with the idea of getting a uh, Chromecast for music, which because um, I got my little. Uh, surround sound set up over here and I'm thinking if I just plug that into there uh, and then I could just Bluetooth with all my different tablets whatever I wanted to listen to I could just send the music over to that and play it through my sound system without having to you know hook up chords and do all that kind of nonsense so I was kicking around that idea I still haven't decided yet if I want to do that but it would be kind of cool yeah that would be kind of neat I would like to, to hack at stuff like that and that's what the reason I put that other thing in the show notes I know Lisa got like half a dozen uh, Amazon Kindles at Christmas or something like that, however many you bought. I forget mm-hmm. how many three. it was. Yeah, one, two, three, four. <laughs> no, how many? Wait a minute. I bought... See, folks, I'm not the only one that has a problem. I bought three. <laughs> I bought three. Okay. I came across an article today on how to, without rooting the tablet, how to get the full Google Play Store on the Kindle Fire, on the new Kindle Fire, the $49 one. It's a fairly simple process um, that you, uh, they've made it very simple. You don't have to root the device. You can go in, you run, there's a script with a couple drivers that you have to run from your machine to the tablet, and it will put the Google Play Store. It doesn't screw around with the Amazon operating system or anything like that. But, I mean, and I mean, I know it's Android anyway. It's Android under the hood. It's just their version of Android. Um, but it would let you actually put the Play Store on your tablet and open you up to even more apps. You want to try it, Elisa? No. <laughs> I'm no. keeping the, um, that one. I'm keeping pretty, pretty bare bones. I need somebody to do it so they can tell me if they brick it before I do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I've got I got both feet planted in Amazon and Google, but then I have that my Amazon Fire tablet and I got my Nvidia Shield, which is. Uh, Google, which is, you know, Android. Uh, so I've got neither one there, so I can just bounce back and forth for whichever one I want. But it would be kind of nice to have, uh, and I should, see, I think I can put Amazon stuff. Yeah, there's, you put Amazon stuff on the Android thing. Going the other way, it's a little harder, I think. I think you'd have to do that dance like you were talking about there. But Well, maybe you should do it to your one of your, your Android uh, or your Kindle Fires, Mike, and let me know how it works out for you. Well, I only got one, then yeah, you just want to see if I brick it or not. Yeah, that's basically it. I don't want to. I don't want to be forced into buying one and bricking my own. I want somebody else to do it first. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. Let me be your uh, canary for you. That's true. I I never thought of it that way. We could light things on fire and throw you at them, or throw them at you. <laughs> oh, awesome! Yeah, now you're just flo- throwing flaming things at me. Well, that, didn't you want to use a flamethrower to get rid of the snow? Isn't that what you were threatening to do earlier? Well, yeah, but throw it at the snow, not me. Oh, uh, I still think it'd be more fun to throw it at you. You're going to move. Uh, the snow's just going to stand there, poor little defenseless white angels. And, and, oh, and please. <laughs> angels, my butt. Okay, we, we, you, you've had the digital runs. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> And I just step in. Of course, I grew up in a farm. I should know not to step in it, but I do anyway. 
you step right in every single time, and then well, you can't. it's a public service I do for you guys, just so you can have some ammunition to have some fun with. Otherwise, what would you make? Who would you mock? Well, besides Mark, Mark and this, here. well, yeah, he well, doesn't so have I was, to be here to mock him. Well, no, this is yours. I'm your substitute, Mark. Ooh, that doesn't sound good either. No, we think more of you than that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I actually have, you actually respect me. Awesome. Or the quote Sally Fields, you love me. You really, really love me. Yes, we do. No. Oh, anyway. Awesome. <laughs> so um, the, other, the last thing I had was, and I know I'm probably one of the last people to come to the table on this. I've recently discovered the joys of Instapaper. Am I alone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Great, Lisa. Deep commentary. You asked uh-huh. me a question. I answered you. Uh-huh. Now, uh, Instapaper, because uh, I think I used I didn't flip. know that was still around. Yeah, they just updated it. Oh, my. Okay. Because uh, I think uh, that's similar to Flipboard, right, where you can save articles to it, and then it'll uh, curate them, and then you can sit there and, and flip through them. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and actually, because I use Chrome a lot on my uh, browser at work and stuff like that where I don't have a lot of time to read stuff, but I'll see things come across the news feed and I want to save them. I put the Chrome plug-in in, and if I come across an article I want to read, I just send it to Instapaper. And then on my iPad, you know, either at lunchtime or when I get home in the evening, because I really like to read on my iPad. I've, I've been doing it a lot the last eight, nine months. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy reading uh, on my iPad. It's a great way to skim through the articles and stuff that, you know, that I've come across uh, during the day. And, you know, I, you can even send tweets to it. You know, you can, you know, if I see something on my phone and I want to see more about it or something like that, you can send it to Instapaper. It's great for curating that stuff and reading through it. And then I can actually save stuff. Uh, you can archive it uh, for later. There's a couple uh, apps that I was reading. There was a Lifehacker article that was talking about Instapaper and the new version of it and uh, why people were really enjoying it, I guess, um, and the the way in which uh, it was being used. And it was comparing Instapaper to uh, Pocket. And, you know, one was Instapaper was more the, how did they say it? I think they said the old-school, traditional, like, newspaper type of thing, if you like to read that way, where Pocket was the more happy, modern I don't know, whatever the hell they called it. They had some name for it. And I went, well, I'm definitely not happy and modern. So let's go with the old-fashioned newspaper style of thing. So I've just been totally enamored with Instapaper the last two weeks. And uh, it's great because then, you know, I can read at my leisure. I can come home when the evenings prop up or if I take time at lunch. I get to catch up on all the articles that I'd otherwise... I used to send them uh, via email links to myself. I'd just keep an email open all day, an empty email open all day when I'd come across something, and I'd just paste links in there and then send it, and then I'd have to read it that way. Well, that's a pain in the ass, to be honest. Uh, So then I discovered Instapaper, and I know I'm late to the game here, folks, so please send your hate mail to Mark on that topic. Uh, Mark uh, at Uranus.com, correct? That's where the Klingons circle. Anyway... (laughs) But um, it's too bad we can't see Mike because he's probably just shaking his head really badly right now. Uh, there, um, it's it's a great way to read and pick up the stuff. Plus, then I don't feel so bad if I may not get to them for two or three days for some reason, because it keeps them in the date order that I sent them. 
so that I can start with the oldest stuff and go through it and work my way down to the newest stuff. And I just, I just think it's so cool. I, I know I'm way behind the technology curve on this, but again, I just started using my iPad the last nine months for reading. I mean, I've been reading Kindle books there more than on my Kindle itself. I've been reading, uh, I read like Don McAllister's magazine, uh, Chuck Joyner's, he curates a thing for Flipboard. I read that for Mac Voices. But it's a great way to get my news feed. And a much more, I guess, relaxed state of mind or state of, state of being or whatever the hell it is. I've been drinking too much beer, I think. Um, <laughs> You're just relaxed, period. I'm just, I'm just totally relaxed. Um, oh, Lord. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, I, I like it. Do either of you use anything like that? No. Uh, I've used Pocket in the past, and I shouldn't really start because it would be a good place when I run across things that would be good for, you know, sci-fi tech talk or even, you know, articles that would be good for here. Uh, I should just do that, but, you know, I guess what I do when I, the few times I do find something I'll look at later, you know, I do the email trick, but, you know, usually I'm on my phone and it just has that link send to email, so I'll just email it to myself, which is probably about as quick as sending it to Pocket or Flipboard, uh, uh, which I think I have both of those because I just opened up my pocket uh, account over here on the uh, computer and was looking at it. And went, oh yeah, I had some things in there, didn't I? So um, you can send it to notes, reminders. Well, remember I'm cross-platform, so I want something that'll work in all the uh, uh, across all those things. And uh, I think yeah, both Flipboard and Pocket will work on Android and uh, Windows and. Uh, Fire T uh, tablet. So, yeah, I, I haven't. I don't think Instapaper cross platform. I haven't looked. I have to double check. Uh, yeah, I looked it up here. I think. Uh, let's see where. Oh yeah, here we go. I, iPhone, iPad, Android, or Kindle. Okay, well then I'll have to put it on my uh, my uh, ki- uh, Kindle phone, my uh, Android phone, so I can or not my Android phone, but my Android tablet. So I can uh, read stuff there as well. That'll be interesting. I just like it for the fact that it's just a uh, bookmarklet, you know, in or a uh, plug-in for uh, Chrome. And I I see the article. I just hit the little I, little icon I, in the toolbar, and it boom, it's off. I don't have to do anything else because God knows highlighting it and hitting com- Control C or Command C is so much work. You know, I'm just. I'm just too tired to do that much work at the end of the day. Well, like I said, I haven't opened these up for a while here, so I'm looking at some of this stuff. Um, and so some of the things that was in here. Um, we did lose World War. We did win World War Two. I mean, Mike. Yeah, I think so. You can delete that article. Yeah, that's probably okay. But I think I saved this. I don't think they're curating this for me, or are they? Anyway, Scott, my experience with... Uh, Linux of the 90s, or why I have Linux uh, Linux desktop PTSD. So, um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That if you if that was the last time you used Linux, you know, you need to go back and and do that. So, you, you need to do it all over again because Linux has changed a lot since then. Oh, a lot. Yeah, I'm even considering putting it uh, on my uh, little netbook again. Cause I, I tried putting Windows 10 on there, but with that single-core Atom processor, it just chugs. So I'm thinking about putting a nice, lightweight uh, Linux distro on there. I haven't decided which one yet. Because I put, went and put a uh, uh, 
SSD in there thinking it would help with Windows 10. Even with the SSD, that thing is just slow. So I'm thinking uh, just zap Windows off of there and put a nice uh, Linux uh, desktop in Because I do love my little netbook. I mean, I have this unnatural attachment to it. Um, so I want to do something with it because it's like the first laptop. Yeah, it's the first laptop I ever bought. So um, I want to hang on to it. want to do something with it. And it's kind of a neat computer. I just hate to – like I said, this is the island of misfit electronics here. I have all those <laughs> – things around here that I just can't bring myself to get rid of, but I would like to do something with it and, you know, keep it, maybe if I, because it's a 128 gig SSD, so even if I put my music collection on there and did something like that and made it into kind of a little portable jukebox or something, that wouldn't be too bad, so. Yes, that that would that probably would be a cool idea. You know, it's funny enough, I was, uh, my MacBook Air, which is a 2008, um, I booted it up today to see if it needed any updates and I hadn't been on it myself the kids use it occasionally but chrome came up and said chrome's going to quit supporting uh because that one's got 10.7.5 on it and that's the newest version of os 10 that it'll run um but said google's dropping support for those older versions of uh, os 10 so i went well i wonder what's going on so i went over and booted up my windows i have windows 10 on it i have it boot camp for windows 10 thing runs i mean it's slow to get into windows 10 but it runs Windows 10 pretty admirably, and it's only got two gigs of RAM. Uh, it's got a spinning hard drive in it, so, you know, there's a lot well, worse there you go. There's a reason to go and put a uh, SSD in it. No. Um, no. <laughs> after, after I had that problem, uh, when I cracked it open, I broke that cable, and I had to, and uh, my hands were too big. How did Jody say it? You have those large man hands, so you can't fool with it. Because when I was taking it apart, I broke the little I.O. cable inside. So I had to send it up to Jody and get her to replace the cable and stuff for me because I was going, oh, shit. <laughs> but, well, and, and, and to be honest, my son put the SSD in the uh, the netbook, so I didn't do that. Uh, but then he was he's got himself a Mac Mini that he was doing. Uh, that he has, and he took the spinning drive out of there and put an SSD in there, and even he ended up breaking the cable that goes to the IR sensor, which, well, he doesn't plan on using the IR sensor, so that wasn't that big a deal, but he had some troubles with uh, taking, that's the old generation, the good, the last of the good um, Mac minis, uh, even though I might I might consider, if I don't do the Hackintosh, I might consider getting myself one of the newer Mac Minis, unless I could stumble across one of the older ones or talk them out of his, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I might consider that and, you know, get rid of my MacBook Pro that I got and just go with the Mac Mini because I'm not using it like a, as a laptop as I used to. So I might consider doing that. But uh, he had problems with... Uh, his uh with that taking it apart so uh. yeah it's the the i mean i went into it to replace the battery and that should have been a very straightforward thing but when somebody had replaced the hard drive in it before i got it because i bought it used the shock mount stuff they had used was not original so it had a little bit of sticky to it so it stuck to the back of the case so when i went to pull the case apart that's when it pried and snapped the little Little uh-huh. ribbon cable that that, can, that went out to the I/O ports, the uh, USB audio and um, video ports that it has on it. So I said, "Shit!" So I said, "I'm not replacing that." But uh, fortunately, Jody did it, and she was very kind and did it for basically cost. Uh, bless her heart. So I said it before, so I'll say it again. Thank you, Jody, uh, for doing that. 
so that's why if I th- if I had the money at that point, I probably would have bought an SSD and sent it up to her and let her put that in it as well. But that one also that machine actually triple boots. It boots to OS 10, 10.7.5, or I can boot into Windows 10, and when I boot to Windows 10, it dual boots in Windows 10, and I can boot to Puppy Linux within um, the Windows 10 partition. So Puppy Linux is very light if you're looking for a really lightweight one, Mike. Yeah, I've, I've messed around with that. I've, uh, I've had Puppy Linux. I've had um, elementary OS. Um, I'm trying to think of some lighter ones. I mean, I've in my heyday, I've, I, and I used to mess around with Linux a lot. And I just uh, between Windows and Mac, they've been doing everything for me. But I do have this kind of desire to get back to Linux. I just don't know what I'm going to use it for. Uh, maybe that should be my next project. Maybe I should. Uh, uh, I've got. Uh, my wife's old computer because she moved up to the Surface tablet. So I've got this down here. It's a uh, i3. I think it's an i3. It's not a bad computer, but maybe I should dual boot it in Linux. And maybe the next time we could, uh, I could try that for uh, recording and editing a podcast just for a challenge of some sort. Hey, a challenge is always good. We love geeky challenges. That's mm-hmm. the reason we exist. What did how yes. did Mark phrase it? He just likes to have things work well. We like to tweak just because we want to tweak or something. He said it some way. You and I will get in there and play with the nuts and bolts of stuff and customize. Because I even went to the whole trouble. I forget which Linux distro it was. I got a skin, and I made it match. This is back when I had my black MacBook. I I booted up my black MacBook, and I booted up my Linux distro I had on an old laptop. And unless you looked really closely... You couldn't tell the difference. The, you had to look really closely at the icons. I spent all the time to get the wallpaper the same. I hacked at the icons to make them look the same. Uh, it was still Linux, but I made it look like my Macintosh. And uh, I think I even had Allison try to figure out, Allison Sheridan. I said, did you look at these? She told me which one's the Mac and which one isn't. She went, wow. <laughs> I must have spent two days putzing around with that to make it look that that exact. Well, if you can fool Allison's discerning eye, uh, you did pretty good then. So I didn't fool her, but she had to really look close. It wasn't something she could look okay. at real quickly and guess it. I think it was her. It might have been somebody else, but it, it might have been her. I said, because I spent you know a couple days sitting there hacking at the icons and redoing the icons and, re- and, and, and you know smoothing the edges and changing colors and, <laughs> and everything. So you... So you truly geeked out on this. Oh, I did. And I showed it to my wife, and she's like, yeah, so what? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Non-geek spouses are just like, yeah, what? Really? That I, was my a wife better reaction, in, though, than my husband would have given me. I just get the eyeball like, y- why? <laughs> WTF. <laughs> It's kind of what my wife does. She just kind of shakes her head and walks away and, you know, whatever. So she knows me by now. Oh, mine does, too. I mean, the first time she walked in and I was elbow deep in an old PC, oh, this was, you know, back in the 80s when we were first when we were first together. And she's going, what the hell are you doing? I said, I'm working on it. She went, why? I went, because I can. <laughs> exactly. Because I, I, at that time, I actually bought a, a PC case that had a flip-up lid. It was revolutionary at that time so that you didn't have to take the whole damn case apart. It had a nice flip-up lid. You just pushed two buttons and lifted it up. 
It was very cool, and I was so proud of myself that every other day I'd be in there putting some other new part or some shit in it. So, you know, I couldn't stop myself. Well, that sounds like my son, before he started working as an IT person, works on computers all day. But he would take his computers apart on a semi-regular basis and clean the dust out and take them apart and disassemble them and make sure everything is right and put them back together. And um, th- This is what happens when you raise geeks, people. Th- this sort of thing happens. Yeah, it does. We can't help ourselves. Yeah, it's just like the uh, the little small uh, clocks and stuff I used to take apart and have parts left over. It's very bad. Because oh, clocks, yeah, I've done that, too. The clocks never worked again. Nobody would ever plug them in, either. They were always afraid to plug them back in. <laughs> I said, here, yeah. try it. Or, you know, uh, stories like that. I remember I, I wanted a TV up in my room. This is like the early 70s. Uh, and so, you know, and that was still a luxury thing. You just didn't have a TV up in your room. And so a neighbor had an old black and white TV that they gave me. And the problem was, uh, this was, you know, kids nowadays won't be able to relate, but they had a vertical or a horizontal roll problem. No, vertical roll problem. Yep. Uh, and it was, after it warmed up, it would start to, uh, start to scroll up and so I'm back there uh, messing with knobs I didn't exactly pay attention to what I was doing I think I touched one of the capacitors Lord did I get a jolt off of that thing yeah they they, they, they will and also you have to be careful when you're moving, uh, fooling around the back of an old tube TV don't leave metal lay across some of the things in the back of the TV it tends to short them out really badly just saying <laughs> makes for a nice uh, pyrotechnics display though yeah Makes your mother very unhappy, too. I'll just say that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, look at the smoke. <laughs> the magic smoke. Oh, it doesn't that's, work. That's me when I'm cooking. That's not magic smoke, Felisa. No, husband comes home. What the hell are you doing? I'm making dinner, dear. Dinner, sweetie. Well, I'll I'll tell you the same thing I told my son when he said, you know, he sets off the smoke alarm. I said, don't use the smoke alarm as a timer. <laughs> oh, that's that's how we know dinner is ready. When the smoke alarm goes off, dinner is ready. I'm coming to your house for dinner. I am <laughs> the worst cook. There's a TV show on um, Food Network, Worst Cook in America, and I keep and my husband loves watching Chopped. And I'll say to him, why have you not sent my name in yet? I, I would I win nom- hands down. I wonder if I can nominate you. I mean, I can take apart a computer. I can deal, you know, I put the TVs together and DVRs and everything else, but I cannot cook. And you I burn that, everything. And you bought that big KitchenAid mixer back at Christmas, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I did. Have you used and? it yet? I've made some brownies. Good. In the mix. Did they come up, did they come out brown? Actually, they came out good. They actually came out oh. better. Okay. Using the mixer. I made some mashed potatoes. I still need to work on that. Uh, there was no. I'm saying anything. I'm, I'm a terrible cook. I have always been a terrible cook. It's just the way it is. I accept it. Well, at least you own it. You own it proudly. I mean, if you're going to not do well at something, you might as well just own it and claim it and make it your own. Yeah, I'm, I'm very good at takeout. <laughs> you have this one special finger that dials or, or speed dial. I order online. There you go. <laughs> See, now, you should. now I'm picturing Elisa much like uh, Sandra Bullock in the movie The Net, you know. Yes, extra anchovies or, you know, whatever the hell it was that she was clicking extra on. <laughs> extra cheese or something. I can't remember what it was. 
when she was doing it. So, Elisa, you are now uh, our version of, uh, of uh, what's her, I just said her name and I can't even think of it. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, thank you. You are now Sandra Bullock. You shall hereafter be known as Sandra Bullock on Geeky Show. <laughs> well, not, we look uh, so much alike. Yeah. Actually, you do. Well, we both have dark hair. That's about as far as it goes. Oh, okay. Well, and your kids are all older, but I could just see you uh, sitting there. You know, kids, I labored over this hot keyboard ordering this stuff for you. The least you could do is just sit down and eat it. Oh, I'm telling you, when my, when my middle son moved out, everybody said to me, who was going to cook for you? Because he did all the cooking. Because at one point in his life, he wanted to be a chef, and then he decided to be a teacher. But he would come home from work, and he would cook. And when he moved out, I was like, I was devastated because who, even my husband's like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) A a fear, a shiver of fear ran up his spine or maybe through his stomach or something. I have no problem grocery shopping. I don't care. It doesn't bother me at all to go grocery shopping. And so I tell my son, tell me what you're making for dinner this week. Tell me what you need me to buy. I'll buy it. No problem. But to cook it, what did I do the other day? Oh. What was I making? It was only a couple days ago. Oh, I was making some, um, for, for, I was, I forgot what I was making for dinner, but, um, I had a box of this, the, the, the red lobster biscuits. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you can, you know, you, you, you have to like pour the pack in and you mix it with water or whatever. And my husband comes home and he's looking at what I have sitting on top of the stove and I said, they look like cookies. They're supposed to be biscuits because I can't read directions. I put too much water in. Then they weren't cooking because I didn't bother to read the directions that it was supposed to be 425 instead of 350. Uh, I said, and I look at him, I said, this is all your fault. (laughs) And he was like, why? I said, you let me cook. (laughs) Oh, the shame of it all. But you well. it's funny, I, when I was growing up, my mom worked a, a long ways away from the house, so a lot of times, my bless her heart, my sister ended up taking care of me and fixing, and she fell into the habit. This is when Hamburger Helper first came onto the scene. Mm. Oh, my God, I ate so much damn Hamburger Helper. I got so sick of that shit that it got to the point, my brother was a terrible cook, and you make me think of my brother when you say that, Elisa. I got to the point where I'd have him, I'd rather have him burn something than eat the damn Hamburger Helper again. <laughs> So I'm thinking, you know, I've been there with your husband. I understand. I am the worst. And I wanted to uh, throw out my my son, uh, middle son, the same one that uh, does all the computers and everything. You know, uh, he lives on his own. He does his own stuff, own cooking. And a lot of times it'll be salad or, you know, convenience food or something. But the other day he bought some baby back ribs and he put them in the crock pot. And I don't know what all he did to him, but about nine hours later, he took them out and he said they were good. He said they tasted uh, uh, good and everything. I, I don't think he put any sauce on because we did this basically the same thing, but we did the, uh, Deb had some sort of a sauce that she put on them and they turned out pretty good. I think he went sauceless and then added them afterwards, but he said they turned out well. So, you know, there is hope for, you know, people to go out and, you know, learn these things. And slow cooker is a wonderful thing. You put it in there and. Oh, I have it. Yeah. I make pulled pork. I make beef stew. Okay. Both slow cooker recipes. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I think I'm going to nominate you myself, Elisa, for worst cooks in America. <laughs> uh, I would be. I would be honored. I want to see you and Anne Burrell working together. I don't know who that is. She's the big blonde lady, bleached blonde lady on Worst Cooks in America. Oh, I don't. I don't watch any of that stuff. Oh, I do for the comic value of the people. 
They won't, you know, they want to learn to cook. I'm not touching raw meat. Well, how the hell do you think it gets cooked? You gotta touch the. <laughs> it's like what the hell, people? I mean, come on. That's why you wash your hands afterwards. Uh, it's just it's beyond me. I don't know why, but yeah, I find it quite amusing. It's 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 a good comedy show if nothing else. And because a couple of times they've, they've had to stop the show when things caught on fire. <laughs> that would be me. Or maybe we should just get Elisa a, a subscription to the fire extinguisher monthly. Yeah, yeah. Because I put everything on high and walk away. I get on, and what I do, I get on the computer. Let me just check this one thing before the water starts to boil. Oh, famous oh, last words. Oh, yeah. What's that noise I hear? Oh, that's the water boiling. <laughs> what was it? I, I used to, when I, the first couple times I tried to cook, I, I used the, the basic man math method. Well, an hour at 350... Well, if I turn it up to 700, it'll only take 30 minutes. That's what I do when it says to simmer the rice. I'm like, I don't have time for this. I put it on high. And then my husband looks at me because the the, the rice is stuck to the bottom of the pan. And I just say, but it's Teflon. It's easy to clean. (laughs) Oh, I I have to tell a funny story on a coworker friend of mine. I know she won't mind. Dear friend of mine, her name's Bessie. Uh, Back years ago when my wife and I first got married, well, I still do. I take leftovers for lunch. And one of the things we used to eat a lot back then was she would make fried rice multiple ways. And I was sitting there eating fried rice one day, and Bessie said, Oh, Kevin, I'll have to tell you about this. She said, I tried to fry rice the other day, and I had the worst time. I said, What do you mean, Bessie? She said, It just stuck to the skillet and wouldn't brown or anything. And I went, Bessie, you do know what makes the rice brown in fried rice. She went, Well, yeah, it's because you brown it in the skillet. I went, no, Bessie, it's the soy sauce that you that you put in with the fried rice. She ruined the skillet because she took raw rice and literally tried to fry it in butter in the skillet. Hmm. That was even good. I haven't done that. Oh, bless her heart. God love her. I always tell her that. I always tell that story on her. Bless her heart. She's the sweetest. She's she'd do anything in the world for you. But oh my God. I think she had to bury more stuff when they first her and her husband first got married. She had to go dig holes in the yard and bury stuff because it turned out so badly. Now I'm just picturing some archaeologists coming along, you know, a few hundred years and trying to decipher, you know, what was going on there. Maybe they're thinking it was sacrificial, you know, burning or something like that. So Stonehenge Part Two or some shit like that. You know? <laughs> oh, there have been times when it was just easier for me to throw out the pan. Yeah, I've had that when I've taken stuff out of the refrigerator going, I don't even know what the hell that was. <laughs> Container and everything in the trash. Yeah. Is that green it, normal? Yeah. Well, if it twitches, get rid of it. Uh, it's, it's moving again. It's a good thing, it's a good thing I know how to take care of the technology. Yes, it's very good. And I think, folks, on the, that note, since we've grossed you out and, and everything else, I think we'll wrap up the show at this point and give you back so we don't have the show become an archaeological dig in the near future. So, With that, we'll start the otherwise round and reverse backwards in the other order, upside down, sideways. And Lisa, Elisa, why don't you tell us where they can find out more about you? On Twitter, at SenseiDai, and at 3GiggyLadies.com, with the number three spelled out. It's a podcast I do with Suze Gilbert and Vicki Stokes. Uh, one just came out yesterday. Oh, good. I just started listening to, I don't know which one, I just came up in my rotation today. I'll have to figure out which one it was. If it just came up today, then it was the one we released yesterday. No, I haven't synced for a couple weeks. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) 
you're only about two or three minutes in, and and you, I, all I remember is I was turning off the car. It cut off. It's you were you said again as you said many times. At some point, we'll get Vicky to start crocheting or knitting or something. You were. Tra- <laughs> Vicky is adamant about that. Yeah, I think what you're talking about is uh, episodes, uh, different uh, different TV shows that we've been streaming on Netflix. That's probably the episode I was up to. So, yeah, folks, go over and have a listen. Elisa's not not quite as out there with her comments as she is here, but it's it's a whole different sense of humor and three lovely ladies that are a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah. Mr. McPeak, would you like to tell the listeners where they might listen to your ramblings or hear your otherwise witty comments? Witty. Wow. Okay. People have said words that rhyme with witty, but okay, I'll go with that one. Uh, but yeah, if you do want to hear my little pearls of wisdom or whatever, uh, I can be found on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have my about.me page with about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M C P E E K. And uh, I'll put another plug in for our podcast. We're getting back on a regular schedule. Um, Sci Fi Tech Talk. And the current episode that we got coming up that we're going to do Thursday uh, is uh, Dark Matter, a Canadian television series, um, 13 episodes. Uh, it's kind of an intriguing show. Six people wake up on a uh, derelict ship with no memories of how they got there or anything about themselves. And so you explore the, that story. That's It's kind of interesting, a lot of tech in there, so we'll be talking about that this Thursday. Uh, but it, you can find that at scifitechtalk.com. You know, that's much the way I feel a lot of days at work. I wake up on my desk going, how the hell did I get here? Anyway. Well, mine's usually why am I here, but that's a whole existential question. So Very true. Folks, if you want to find out more about the show, go over to geekiestshowever.com. If you want to find out more about me, I spend uh, most of my time on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash P-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A or go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. I want to thank Lisa for joining us again this week. She's our fill-in geekist, geek, geekstress. Maybe that's what we need to call you, the geekstress. geekstress. I don't know. We'll to think about that. We'll have to figure that one out. And then we have uh, Mr. McPeak and... Whatever the hell that other guy's name is, I don't know. He's probably doing something useless. But you mean the the man who shall remain hairless? Yeah, the man who shall remain hairless. (laughs) I was staying away from it, but yes, the man who shall remain hairless. Folks, thank you for downloading and listening. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And please remember, if you do nothing else between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. This is Optimus Prime calling all Autobots. Prime to all Autobots. Our new tech fan podcast has been released. Return to base immediately so that we can all enjoy the humans talking about technology. Repeat, Optimus Prime to all Autobots. A new tech fan podcast from Spotlight Network has been released. Return to base immediately. Immediately.